It's time for a new edition of the Baseball Talk Radio Show, talking all about Memorial Day coming up. That's the time when the ball starts flying out of the yard. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this edition with Gary Mack, the great Gary Mack, and Rich Baxter on the Baseball Talk Radio Show. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another edition of the Baseball Talk Radio Show. I'm Gary Mack, and I'm joined, as usual, by the great, talented Mr. Rich Baxter. Rich, how are you? Thank you very much, Gary. Doing great. How about yourself? We're only a week away from Memorial Day weekend, the unofficial start of summer. That, and I noticed the... uh, my team, the Mets, because they're not going to be home next weekend. I don't know about the Phillies, uh, but the Mets are wearing their, uh, I guess it's a khaki green hat or uh, uh, this weekend. They had it on Friday night. They were rained out yesterday in that uh, soggy uh, down east or whatever you want to call it. But uh, wearing those uh, honorary caps for the Memorial Day weekend. Over and grabbed mine uh, for the uh, viewers and uh, put it on here. Uh, yeah, I grabbed mine a couple of weeks ago at the stadium. Uh, it's one of those flex fit ones that I got. I kind of like those ones uh, for the summer. Anyway, um, it's not that real thick wool, you know, uh, on field type <laughs> fitted cap. But this one stretches. It's nice and light same hat and it's really great and it's wonderful that the mlb again is honoring our armed forces armed forces weekend here yeah in philadelphia it's the same thing and across the league as well armed forces day uh this weekend it was uh, yesterday actually saturday that uh we had a bad rain here up in new york but uh, apparently they didn't have it down there as bad yeah the the coastal storm sort of moved up uh the coast and uh the phillies even though that's the funny thing about weather and rain and baseball games you just really never know because a couple days ago i i glanced in at the weather for today at philadelphia um because i had tickets to the game for today and it it said 24 percent chance of rain now that was a couple days ago but um as of today, it doesn't seem like it's going to rain at all. So you make your plans accordingly sometimes. I, I know I dislike getting um, caught in any rainstorms at the ball games, especially because, especially now, you get all the way to the ballpark, and we talked about this at a previous show, the way the MLB is handling rainouts now. You used to get to see the game again if you got to the ballpark and it didn't make it to a certain inning. But now, if it gets called in the third inning and you're up there, you may have to come back another day and pick that game up from the third inning now. And I don't think that's very fair. I think we talked about that before. But um, that's what's going on now. So it's always a double-edged sword sometimes when you pick up tickets. And and that was one of the reasons I know... uh... Uh, we used to have uh, season tickets and, and uh, it, you know, as you get older, it gets a little, I know people say, what, what are you crazy? But it does get a little bit more difficult because, you know, uh, 
you don't know if it's raining. Uh, I don't like to go. I have arthritis, so the rain is not a good thing. If it's one of those iffy days, do you go? I can remember my brother and I going to games, and uh, all of a sudden it was a deluge, and they canceled the game, and then here we paid our, you know, in those days, $20 a parking. Now it's $40 to park a car, uh, or if not more. And, uh, you know, it just, it, it kind of becomes a hassle. Uh, sometimes I wish I still had my season tickets, but, uh, you know, the older you get, it, it's, uh, you enjoy it more at home, I think, because it's, it's a little bit easier on you, uh, yeah. uh, especially with the bathroom situation and that sort of thing. So, uh, but, uh, it's always great to go to the ballpark. Yes, it is. And uh, we'll segue into our our first story. I know we uh, have to bring one back from last week that we uh, neglected, but uh, MLB attendance this year. I'll just bring it up real quick while we're talking about going to the ballpark. Number one, and this is updated as of uh, yesterday, uh, yesterday's game on Saturday, L.A. Dodgers bringing in the most fans in baseball so far. They got at 1.1 million fans, an average of 47,873 taking in ball games there so far, 24 home games. And guess what? The Philadelphia Phillies are in second place on an average by about wow. uh, ahead by about 80, 90 fans right at this time. Um, Philadelphia coming in second place, only 20 games in. And they're averaging 39,691. Uh, right behind them, St. Louis, 39,602. And rounding out the New York Yankees, number four, at 38,955 on an average. So uh, baseball in the big cities is alive and doing well. Do I want to ask where my team is coming in? Yes, I will. Uh, let's see. We're we're at, we're ranked at number twelve here. The New York Mets, right. thirty thousand eight hundred and nineteen. Okay, they're right behind Boston and right ahead of Milwaukee. So, uh, you know, not too bad. It's it's early yet. Yeah, oh yeah, it's early yet. Is uh, did they say whether attendance is up or down over the last year? Um. I did not get that stat yet. Um, I'll try to research it during our podcast here, but this was individual listings of, you know, individual teams. The worst, by the way, no surprise, Oakland with 8,695 fans on an average, 8,695 there. Uh, And they're lucky to draw that many. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. And now there may be more confusion with the the uh, uh, the move to uh, Las Vegas. It's, it, it, I was trying to, I was gonna paraphrase it and shorten it for the show, but it's so confusing. The story about it's all about money and the legislature, and they didn't offer as much, and and. Uh, so if you want to read about it, go to Ballpark Digest. There's a story on uh, Clark County and the Oakland A's and 
discussing money and and uh, things like that. So I don't want to get into it here. Uh, you did mention though that we forgot a story last week, and yes, that's true. We were remiss in not mentioning that Kenley Jansen, a relief pitcher, the closer uh, for the Dodgers um, for many years, became the seventh pitcher to record 400 saves. I believe he's with Boston Red Sox now. The 35-year-old spent the first 12 years of his career with Los Angeles Dodgers, recording 350 saves in his time there. So, Kenley Johnson, one of the top closers of all time, Rich, he hit that uh, 400 saves mark. That's a lot of saves. Yeah, that's a ton of saves. Uh, very few relievers make it that far in that business. So, yeah, he's uh, still chugging along now for the, uh, is it the Braves? Well, no, the I think he, he left the Braves, went to the Red Sox, signed with the oh, Red okay. Sox. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's been yeah. all over the place the last couple of years. Dodger. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, that's what happens. Yep. They get a certain age, the team doesn't think they can do it anymore, and another team says, I think he's still got a little stuff in him, and uh, they give him a chance. And pitching pretty well, last I looked, for the Red Sox, uh, up and down, you know, but that's that's everybody's bullpen. Uh, bullpen's a tricky thing. It, it's really... I think the hardest thing to try to put together in with a baseball team nowadays is is that bullpen because you just don't know. Yeah, it's a tough thing because you got good hitters. Uh, bullpens have been knocked around. I know our teams can vouch for that. Our favorite yeah. teams, yeah, uh, especially this year, it's just amazing. Like every time you think you have a bullpen solved and you have a good bullpen you find out oh maybe it's not that great yeah. but yeah. uh yeah it's it's definitely uh not easy uh to be a reliever and a top reliever at that but uh congratulations uh, for that milestone kenley jansen yeah. and I, I think a good example of the craziness of a bullpen would be your team last year the phillies i mean they got hammered a lot of during the season I think it's fair to say I'm not, uh, you know, uh, trying to be mean or anything, but their bull, your bullpen was terrible. And then down the stretch in the, in the world, in the playoffs, the bullpen uh, saved their bacon. So it, you just never know. Yeah, yeah. And getting back to um, saves and things like that, um, a lot of the talk of the 2024 uh, Baseball Hall of Fame ballot circles around Billy Wagner. Is Billy Wagner going to get in? Of course, a longtime reliever in his ninth year of eligibility for the uh, Hall of Fame. He's had 422 saves, so uh, he's got a long career himself. It'll be interesting to see what happens uh, with that. And uh, he, he had an overall ERA of 2.31. That's that's phenomenal, being a closer like that. Well, I don't agree that he should get in because I don't understand how he gets in. He is the number two on, on the save list for left-handed pitchers. 
and the uh, they're talking about him for the Hall of Fame, and yet the one the number one guy for left-handed uh, pitches saves uh, don't even get a whisper, and I don't think that's right. And of course, I'm talking, and it's a little, uh, I guess, being a, a homer, but uh, John Franco's number one in left-handed saves for pitchers, uh, for relief pitchers. And he, he can't even get uh, any percentage of vote. So I don't know how you put number two in and not put number one in. Uh, it just doesn't make a lot of sense to me. And uh, so I hope that Wagner doesn't get in. And by the way, Wagner did play for the match for a couple of years. So it, it's yeah. not a... a it just doesn't seem right to me. It's not fair that he would get in and the number one guy wouldn't get in. It just doesn't make, it's not logical as uh, Mr. Spock would say. Uh, uh, it's not logical to me. So, Yeah, 424 saves for John Franco. Well, there you go. Overall ERA of 2.89 over his career. So, yeah, he was... Uh, They're they're practically great. even. I mean, they had the same kind of numbers. And probably the difference maker is the classes that he competed with to get into the Hall of Fame. He probably competed with uh, a great amount of great players that were just instant ballot Hall of Famers. You know, that that would be my explanation of it. But, well, uh, yeah. Go back and look. I don't know. But it just doesn't seem fair. Yeah, yeah. Franco was with the Mets. Seemed like forever. He was one of those guys that uh, you know, if you watched baseball, he made his debut in 1984. Pitched all the way up to his age 44, almost 45. July 1st, 2005, is which uh, he called it a career. His last game versus Cincinnati. So um, very brought me back there, Gary, with a few of those names. <laughs> Well, and of course, he started his career with Cincinnati. So, uh, you know, uh, he, he wasn't always a Met either and came over in a big trade and uh, spent the rest of his career with the Mets. Uh, he may have went somewhere else at the end. but uh, Yeah, Houston, I think. Where he yeah, spent uh, yeah. 31 games with Houston in 2005. Yeah. So... I mean, I, I you know that's that's my opinion. I mean, I, I don't I don't see how Wagner would gets all of this recognition and all these votes, and Franco got literally nothing. Just doesn't seem right. Oh. Yeah, yeah, it's all about those classes: who's available, who isn't, who already made it, who didn't, uh, that sort of stuff. But. Uh, yeah, we have a game going on on Sunday here already. It's one of those Peacock games. If, if you happen to have Peacock, you're, you're able to watch the game. But if you don't, you know, if your team is one of those teams that have this early game that generally starts at about 1130, sometimes 12 o'clock uh, on Sunday, they get the first game. You got to have Peacock to watch it or you can't find it. And I think last year they gave it to you for free, but this year it's changed and, uh, I hope baseball gets away from this uh, individual channels, but it doesn't seem like they're going to do that, Gary. The money's too good, and 
I actually do have Peacock, so uh, it is it is a free service. I don't know if the game is free. It's a free service, but if you want the premium stuff, you got to uh, pay. But uh, they were fairly reasonable. I got a really good deal on it. Um, uh, and that's why I, I, I signed up with it. It was, uh, I, I happen to like professional wrestling. I know it's fake. I know all of that, but I enjoy it. And, uh, so I signed up with it and I get all the, the premium live events, which used to be pay-per-view are on Peacock and, uh, I got some deal. I was going to sign up monthly and just cancel it, you know, when I, when it wasn't an event or something. And then they sent me a thing and it was like ridiculous rich. It was like 30 bucks. Yeah. They got year, you. They got you which in. Which is like $2 a month or something. Yeah. Uh, a little over $2 a month. So I figured what the hell for 30 bucks. So I I went ahead and I got it and uh, um, been been uh, been enjoying it by the way and uh, but I did not put this game on I think it was the Yankees and uh, whoever they're playing this weekend. Not okay, sure. yeah, Cincinnati is Cincinnati. the game. Yeah, 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 so that's going on as we're doing the podcast and. Um, you know, of course, uh, with a week left to get to Memorial Day weekend, that's when the baseball race starts to heat up, as we've talked about. If you listen to our show for the last couple of years, you'll know that the, that's probably one of our favorite times to really key in on the game. Right from Memorial Day right on through Labor Day is really the heart of the season. And I just heard something the other day, Gary. Do you believe the baseball season is 25% over already? A quarter of the whole schedule is over. Yeah, 25% and I don't know, Rich. <laughs> I don't know about our teams, but. And, uh, you know, keeps on going every day. But that's what I love about baseball. You know, I have a few great friends that are football fans and they'll constantly debate me. Oh, football's better to me. My Sunday is every day of the week when my team's playing. If I'm going to the stadium, I'm just high as a lark uh, to get there. And, you know, it's it's a seven-day-a-week sport. It's much different than football. Football's got that one day a week, you know, from 1 to 9 o'clock at night, say. Uh, it's all focused on football. You know, that's it. But... For the baseball fan, you've got six months every day you've got games. So, uh, you know, give me baseball any day. And and the other thing, you know, uh, football's trying to go like, uh, you know, now they, they're on Monday night and, and Thursday, Thursday night and Sunday. And then when it gets towards the end of the season, they're on Saturday and Sunday and Thursday, you know. So you know, and don't they're trying to get into the other end, end of it without uh, uh, getting too banged up, I guess, because they say they can't play uh, on, but once 
They don't like the short weeks and look, soccer play more than one game a week, I think. And, you know, those guys and hockey talk about getting banged around hockey is, and those guys could play three, four games in a week. So, yeah, I, you know, are the football players soft? I don't know. Maybe they are. I don't know, but it seems yeah. like uh, <laughs> over the years, it takes its toll. If you've ever seen NFL players that are retired, oh, yes. yeah. I mean, God, yeah. they're practically yeah. hunched over, some of them. And, you know, it doesn't look on TV, it doesn't look as brutal as I'm sure it is on the field, obviously. But, um, yeah, that's why we like baseball anyway. Uh, it's a great sport. But let me mention my wrestling again. <laughs> You want to talk about guys that get banged up. I mean, those, they don't even have protection on. And those guys are, they're relying on the other person in the ring with them to, uh, you know, not to screw up and break their necks when they're doing some of the moves. So, yeah. yes, the outcomes are known. Yes, it's fake. But, boy, those guys jumping off the top rope and landing on that mat, that is not fake. That hurts. I mean, you can't you know, fake that. No, you cannot. And and these guys are in, some of these guys are in bad shape. You know, their knees go, their, their uh, 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 hips go, their backs go out on them and stuff. And, uh, you know, not to mention concussions like the baseball, like the football players. So uh, let's have a little love for the uh <laughs> <laughs> for the wrestlers i don't want to turn this into a wwe show but yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, a little love for them uh, it's a tough sport as well okay well that's cool so um segueing into our next uh, segment here on the program um home run celebrations and i just saw this on the main screen <laughs> At, um, I believe it was ESPN.com this morning, or was it MLB.com? Um, I, I don't know. What do you think about these celebrations now? One team put somebody in a cart and used to wheel them down the dugout. Now other teams are putting these big helmets on. I saw the Angels with a big, like, warrior helmet that they're using. You think this is starting to get a little out of control with certain teams? I didn't want to get on this subject, <laughs> but uh, I, I think it's ridiculous. I think it's stupid. Do your job. Go out there. You, you know, I go watch something from the 60s when the Yankees were winning there and Mantle hit a home run. He comes back. They, they shake hands and, and. None of all of this celebration. Why do we got to have all of that? And I'll tell you the thing that really bugs me is now, what is it? I, I sound like the old man with the get off my lawn speech, but, uh-huh. you know, a guy gets a base hit, and then they, they get on first base, and they look in the dugout, and they're doing all these hand gestures, you know? Uh, yeah. Come, you're losing 14 to nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Don't, why are you doing all of this crap? You know, uh, you're supposed to get a hit. That's your job. Your job is to try to get it. What are all of these freaking hand gestures? That that drives me crazy. I don't want to see. I, I, you know, I know. Oh, their their individuality and everything. Come on, enough is yeah. enough. Just just be more humble and uh, 
you know, uh, I, I I like it when a guy, uh, you know, he, he goes 0 for 30 and then gets a hit and then he's dancing around like he's a 400 hitter or something. Yeah. Please. It's, and the, the home run celebrations kind of remind me of football, the way it was getting when they would score a touchdown. Right. I, exactly. I stopped watching. I stopped watching the NFL for a long time because of that. I, I just couldn't yeah. stand it anymore. I mean, you scored a touchdown. You don't have to pose and all, you know, come together and, you know, make a weird type of thing that's rehearsed celebration type of thing. It's a touchdown, for God's sakes. You know, not a not a, a Broadway musical. Cut me a break. And that's what these celebrations are, are turning into. I mean... You know, baseball has to get back to baseball, I think. They're, some of these guys that are coming up, these younger guys and all with this, it, I hate to say it, it's BS. You know what that's for. I agree. I, I agree. I, I can see, you know, if it's a walk-off and you all get excited and they run to home plate and they're all celebrating, okay, that's okay. But you know what? If – if you're losing the game eight nothing, the guy hits a home run, and you do one of them celebrations, that's ridiculous. Because look at the scoreboard; you're getting your asses kicked. It's stupid, yeah. But so you know, just, it's just ridiculous. Just an observation uh, from the uh, the ah. baseball talk radio show here. And <laughs> by the way, if you like our show, you're probably going to like a lot of the shows that are on baseballtalkradio.com, the home for great baseball talk radio shows. There's a 24-hour, seven-day-week um, audio feed that's live again this year. First time in a couple years since the uh, COVID time, it was I turned it off, um, but it's back and you can listen now around the clock to some of the favorite shows that you like and explore some other ones uh, at BaseballTalkRadio.com, including Gary's Mets Musings. Uh, we have a good friend, Len and Jeff, that Baseball and Barbecue, they do a great show. And by the way... Um, I'm glad they're doing so well. That they have a long show too, Gary. It's over uh yeah. hour and a half sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, but they do a good job. They uh recently they had on uh baseball writer, author extraordinaire Eric Sherman, who of course uh, uh I've spoken to on Mets Musings a couple of times and he's on there this week with the boys so uh, go check out their podcast and they always have interesting guests with barbecue i don't know anything about barbecue but uh, uh they always make me hungry no so it's a yeah. dangerous show from that point of view but that's for sure i guess that's tips the, and the key it's getting it. to that barbecue weather outside <laughs> yeah uh slowly in the northeast i mean we've had still some like 40 degree nights here in the past couple couple days if you're yeah. in the northeast but um yeah, I I don't remember it being so cool and chilly this late into uh, May around uh, yeah. where we live, Gary. Yeah, well, that's the, you know, they'll say that's the climate change. <laughs> you know, it's no longer global warming because it, it wasn't getting warmer. So now that now they covered the, you know, back in the seventies they had the ice age. It was, we were heading towards an ice age. 
Uh-huh. Then it was global warming. We were all going to fry. And now that didn't happen. So then I had to revamp it all to call it climate change. So if it gets start dropping the temperature, they can say, see, we told you. And if it starts going up the temperature, they can say, see, we told you, climate change. But uh, uh, I know some people are going to get mad about the that. Uh, and if they want to, they can contact us. Just look at the banner below there. There's our email addresses so you can contact us if uh, you don't like us talking about climate change or professional wrestling or anything like that. <laughs> or you do like some of this or stuff. Or you do <laughs> like that. <laughs> That's true. Well, I can't wait for uh, Memorial Day next weekend, the unofficial start of summer. And uh, here we go again, another uh, 12 weeks of summer. And great baseball. As the baseball starts to fly out of the stadium when the heat and humidity pick up and uh, it becomes a different game. Of course, we're going to experience a faster version of that this year with most games. Used to be sort of a slow lollygagging, lemonade type of iced tea afternoon of baseball. (laughs) You know, you could settle down for a three and a half hour game or four if, if so if if the gods willed it, the baseball gods, but uh, now that's changed. So you got to sip your tea and your lemonade or whatever you have uh, pretty quick. Pretty quick in, indeed. And uh, Richard, if I might throw in some history today, uh, and this came uh, from somebody called Sarah Langs on, on uh, Twitter and was sent to me by our good friend Jeff of Baseball and Barbecue. And uh, the Mets today are starting Max Scherzer and Justin Verlander in their double header. That would be the first time the Mets would be the first team to start pitchers who have each won three plus Cy Youngs in both ends of a double header. So there's a little bit of baseball trivia, baseball history, if you will. Uh, uh, for today's game, and Rich, I know how much you like the uh, the rule changes uh, that Major League Baseball has rolled out in uh, uh, the last few years, and we've had a, a little conundrum here with one of them, and that was the uh, the visits out, the visits to the mound. Uh, Apparently, Alex Manoa, a pitcher for the uh, Blue Jays, Toronto Blue Jays, was pitching at Rogers Center the other day. And with two on and two out in the sixth, Manoa had just 85 pitches in, was pitching pretty good. Manager John Schneider jogged out for a chat. The problem, however, was that pitching coach Pete Walker had already visited Manoa that inning. And a second visit in the same inning necessitates a pitching change by rule. The home plate umpire and crew chief, Dan Iazonia, relayed that information to Schneider, who turned and shared it with the starter. Manoa's shoulders sank, and he walked off the mound, gas still in the tank. And, you know, we, we talk about pitches going uh, deeper into game, and and here's a guy that uh, had something left, was pitching a pretty decent game, and they took him out due to a stupid error about 
visitation. So uh, uh, he becomes a victim of baseball's new rules. Yeah, and that that's a shame. I don't understand that rule, of course, and uh, don't want to go on a rant about it. I think people's heard my rants enough uh, in the past couple of shows here. <laughs> But uh, th- it just goes to show you that this is probably something they should adjust as well. But, uh, you know, baseball as it was before, it's changed this year. So um, all in the name of a very fast game. And again, I, I won't even comment further on it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, I, I I think you you're right though. I think it's something they have to look into and change. Uh, I think uh, perhaps three visits, maybe a better in and thing, and then you got to take uh, the guy out. Um, it's not going to slow the game up that much. It does doesn't happen a lot, and I think the uh, throwing to first base rule has to be amended as well. That um, that seems very stupid to me. You throw over twice, and then the guy knows you can't throw over anymore. So I, it's kind of a silly thing in a way. Yeah, yeah. It's changed base running. It's changed the dynamic of stealing a base, obviously. When when a runner knows, like you said, that he's he can't be attempted to be picked off by the starting pitcher, I mean, they have an advantage. They They just do they know that the pitcher has to go to home plate you know and it's i don't know how they would adjust that um but it's taken a dynamic out of the game that used to exist and it's almost like the rule that they're they're starting a runner at second in extra innings i i had to leave a game um last time i was at the stadium I wanted to leave before I saw that. I just don't care for that rule at yeah. all. You know, and my team, I think, benefited from it, possibly. I forget, maybe not the first inning, but the second inning um, that was played. But I just don't don't agree with it. I mean, if you can't win an extra inning game in the top, in that top of the 10th, there's something wrong. You're starting a guy at second. You bun over. You can move him to third. And a sack fly, you win the game. That, that to me, is, is a waste. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I think it's a silly rule. And uh, Just slip a know. coin at that point. You know, like, there would be a better outcome, in my opinion. But, unfortunately, they say the people like it. I, I don't know who they these people are that like it, but apparently there are people that do like it. So they're yeah, going to keep it. Just weird. Just weird. The way that has changed the dynamic of the game, the dynamic, the, the overall feel of the game. Uh, forget about running the catcher over at home. Um, I can live with that rule, but not, not these other rules. So we'll see if time, uh, makes them change these certain rules, adjust some. That's going to be obvious, I think. Like what you said, the pitching, pickoff attempts, um, maybe the pitch clock is what I've heard. And it depends who you listen to as well. So um, we'll see after the end of this season what stays and what goes. 
Yep. We'll be talking a lot more as the um, the holiday gets near here. Memorial Day in just a week. And uh, great baseball to come for the year. So uh, it was great talking baseball with everyone. I hope everybody enjoyed the show. Don't forget, hit like and subscribe. Share us with your friends. Uh, we need more listeners. So uh, drop us a line even. Get in touch with us. So some of our listeners, Gary, I think they drifted off to sea somewhere and are on an island somewhere. We don't hear from them anymore. <laughs> yes, they're one of those all the ships at sea guys, you know. Yeah, yeah. Drop, drop us a line. Rich at BaseballTalkRadio.com or Gary at BaseballTalkRadio.com. Let us know you're out there what you think uh we'd love to hear from you so uh have a great week everybody leading up to the holiday here and uh enjoy the games man we'll see you next time on the baseball talk radio show <laughs>